Hi, it's Amy Newmark, and this week I'm presenting to you three of my favorite episodes about The Spirit of America, which is a book that we published a couple of years ago, but which Target has chosen to feature in this period heading up to the 4th of July. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with a couple of stories to get you in the holiday spirit for the 4th of July next week. These are two patriotic, emotional stories that both make me tear up. They are a great reminder of the true spirit of America and the fact that we all love our country. The first story comes to us from Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Spirit of America, and it's about how a group of people banded together to help a young military wife. Elizabeth Atwater tells us that she was driving on the interstate when it suddenly stopped moving altogether. After several minutes passed with no movement, people started getting out of their cars. A couple of guys walked ahead and they came back shaking their heads. They had walked at least half a mile and there was no end in sight to the traffic jam. They decided there must have been an accident and the highway would be shut down for a while. People got out of their cars and stood in the road talking. Some were complaining, but most were taking it in stride. After all, there was nothing they could do. But one young woman who was clutching a baby was on the verge of tears. The young woman explained her problem to Elizabeth, saying, I'm supposed to be at the airport in 35 minutes to meet my husband. He's in the army and is coming home from a deployment. I'll only get to see him for a little while before he is taken away for debriefing before he can come home. She kissed the baby's cheek and she continued, he's supposed to meet his son for the first time. And then she started to cry. A loud voice boomed out from the crowd. That's a damn shame. When a soldier returns from overseas duty, he ought to be able to see his wife and new baby before he is sent for debriefing. I served in Desert Storm, and on my way back to the States, all I thought about was seeing my wife and my little girl. It was a burly truck driver who had a wad of tobacco tucked into his cheek. Just then, the crowd heard the sound of a helicopter approaching. Someone guessed that it must be the local traffic helicopter coming by to check out the shutdown highway. The truck driver hurried back to his truck and grabbed his cell phone. He called information and barked, I need the number of the local news station. He jotted the number down, and then he called the station and insisted they put the station manager on the phone. It took a while for him to persuade the station manager, but he did it. He told the station manager it would be great publicity for his station and that he needed to divert that traffic helicopter to a field by the side of the road and whisk this young military wife and her baby away to the airport. It worked. The truck driver hung up the phone and turned around with a large grin. He let out a whoop and strode back to that baby and said, little fellow, you're going to meet your daddy today. Everyone started cheering, and the helicopter landed in the field nearby. Two men got out, one holding a news camera. They looked a little confused about their sudden new assignment, but they smiled as the crowd cheered again. Where is the young lady and her baby that we are taking to the airport? The one with the camera asked. She timidly stepped forward, 
Well, come on, honey, he said. Your soldier will be landing in a few minutes, and we have orders that you had better be there to give him a kiss. The young woman pointed to a red Toyota and asked what she should do with her car. But the truck driver strode over to it, climbed inside, and with a couple of deft maneuvers had the car safely parked on the grassy median. He jumped out, pulled a tattered handkerchief from his pocket, and tied it to the antenna. It will be fine until you can come back for it, he said, dropping the keys in her hand. A middle-aged man stepped forward and handed her his business card. Call me when you are ready to come get your car. I'll pick you up and bring you back here. The crowd broke into spontaneous cheers, claps, and whistles as the young mother cradled her baby and ran to the helicopter. That was a great story about people banding together. And I have another one to share from Chicken Soup for the Soul military families about people banding together to honor our flag. This story comes to us courtesy of Cassandra Burns, who was a new airman attending technical school in Monterey, California. She was on duty on July 4th when she got a call. The base flag's straps had snapped in the extreme wind of the early morning, and the flag was falling. She and another airman drove to the site to check things out. A maintenance man, who happened to be on base and made the call, was attempting to lift the flag. The flag was unbelievably large, and the pole stood in a field off to the side of the road. Cassandra's fellow airman, the maintenance worker, and she each took a corner of the flag and held it off the ground. It was heavy and an extremely difficult task for the three of them to do alone. But you know the rule. The American flag is not allowed to touch the ground, and Cassandra and her team were making sure that flag stayed up. They managed to call their sergeant to inform him of the situation, and he said he would make some calls and be there to assist as soon as he could. The three of them were already feeling the weight of the flag in their arms, but they had no choice but to stay the course and hold that flag up. They took turns removing one hand from the flag and using their cell phones to call and text people to get help. But remember, it was July 4th so there weren't very many people who were reachable or available. It was a Friday, too, the first day of a three-day holiday weekend. The sergeant arrived about an hour later. He was frantically trying to find someone who could fix the straps so they could raise the flag back up to the pole. But he kept getting messages that everyone was closed for the long weekend. The sergeant took a corner of the flag and another hour passed. He had called everyone he could think of, and so had the three of them, so all they could do was wait. So now it was four of them who continued to hold the flag as high as they could. But they were exhausted, and it was starting to get hot, too. Then a car pulled up, and two more airmen, who were not on duty, walked toward them. They each took a spot, and that helped a lot. They used one hand to call some friends who were on their way to the beach, and they got them to turn around and come back. And about half an hour later, a few more cars pulled up, full of airmen coming to help. Now they had lots of people holding the flag, but it was still heavy and the sun was beating down on them. Cassandra and the other original two had been there more than four hours by then. Finally, the sergeant got a call telling him that they should fold the flag up the official, respectful way as best they could. 
None of them really knew how to do it as well as the honor guard would, but they did their best. And then they separated, some to go back to their holiday weekend plans, and a few, like Cassandra, to go back to their Friday duties. Throughout the remainder of the day, Cassandra thought about how they all held that flag off the ground without complaint and without any thought of giving up. She says they had actually not been taught in basic training that they were supposed to keep the flag off the ground, but somehow they all knew. And I think we all know that. Whether we were taught at school or at summer camp or at a sports arena, we all know that you don't let the American flag touch the ground. Cassandra says that her arms ached for days, but she had never been prouder. And somehow, that gargantuan flag, once it was fixed and back up the pole, seemed to fly even higher than it had before it broke. Cassandra says, on that day, I learned the meaning of true patriotism, and that is something I will never forget. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for listening today. If you want to learn more about our new books and everything else going on at Chicken Soup for the Soul, join the more than 2 million people who follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website, chickensoup.com. If you'd like to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Spirit of America, and Chicken Soup for the Soul, Military Families, you can find them on our website by clicking the podcast button and looking at our featured books. Come back for our next episode to hear from Jamin Patel, who makes a living inspiring people, but more importantly, has a really excellent Bollywood love story of his own to share with us. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.